Well, it's so good that you're here this morning. We are going to continue on in our, our series that we started last week simply called Choices. Everybody say Choices. Choices. That's the series that we're in. And, and what we're doing in this series is we are, we are looking at this idea that, that life, our life, is really just a series of choices. You, you made choices this morning, whether you realized it or not. You, even beginning last night, you chose as to what time you were going to go to bed. You chose this morning what time you were going to get up, or even if you were going to get up. If you're going to get up on the first alarm, or, the, or you're going to hit snooze a couple of times, you, you made choices before you even showed up to church this morning. You chose to be here. So really, life is a series of choices. Every moment, you're making choices. You're making a choice right now, whether you want to pay attention to me, or whether you want to you know, surf on Facebook, or think about where you're going to go after service, or what you're going to do tomorrow. You're making Choices. Everybody say choices. Even things that are, that are really not within your choice, even things that happen that are beyond your control, you still have the power of choice as to how you're going to respond to what has happened to you. I mean, life is a series of choices. And our, our lives are greatly impacted and greatly shaped and greatly influenced by the choices that we make each and every day. In fact, where you are today really is a result of some choices that you've made in your past. You've been shaped and influenced by the choices that you've made in the past. And here's, here's the thing that we have to be careful about this morning. Is that the choices that we're making right now are going to shape and influence where we're going to be just months down the road. Who we're going to be the quality of life that we're going to experience. All of those things are determined by the choices that you and I make. Choices. They can save you money or they can put you in debt. Choices. They can lead you to good friends or to bad friends. Choices. They can help you lose weight or they can put weight on you. Choices. They can help you keep your job or they can cause you to lose your job. Choices. They can get you to where you want to be or they can get you lost. Choices. Everybody say choices. Choices. Speaking of getting lost, and I know that no one's going to be willing to admit this, but for demonstration's sake this morning, I'll admit I've been lost a few times in my life. I know that's hard to believe, but I have been lost, especially back in the early 2000s when I used to travel a lot. This was before I had a smartphone. I don't even know if they had smartphones back then. Probably not. And before they had the GPS tracking devices and the uh, location services where you knew where you were and you could hear Siri tell you, turn right, turn left, go straight, keep going. Well, it's way before they had those things. And before I was a pastor, I used to travel around programming computers that would run overhead conveyor systems and, and tow line conveyors, moving big products like big airplanes and such. And so uh, my job required for me to travel a lot. And one time I was doing a project in Paxinos, Pennsylvania. I know ever, all of you have probably been there. Uh, but Paxinos, Pennsylvania at a Fleetwood RV manufacturing facility, which is long closed now, but um, I had to go there. And so the, the travel uh, arrangements required for me to fly from Little Rock. This was back when TWA was an airline. I don't know if y'all remember this. And fly from Little Rock to St. Louis. And then we flew from St. Louis to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And then I had to rent a car and drive for approximately an hour and a half to Paxinos. 
Well, after about an hour and 45 minutes of driving, I realized that I wasn't seeing any signs for Paxinos, Pennsylvania, and thought I would pull over to the, to the side or pull over to a service station and ask how much further it was to Paxinos, Pennsylvania. I pulled into a service station. Now, now, now have you know this? This was late at night. The flight got in at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And I'm driving, it's now like 10.30 at night. It's, it's in the middle of winter, so snow is starting to fall. So this, this situation is not good. All right, so I pull over at a service station. These gentlemen were, it looked like they were obviously trying to close up. And I asked them, how much further to Paxinos, Pennsylvania? And the look on their face told me that I was nowhere near where I wanted to be. They said, it's about two hours that way. And the direction they pointed was the direction from which I had just come. I had missed the turn to go to Paxinos. Seventy miles earlier, when I should have turned right, I, for whatever reason, whether it was just instinctively or I was distracted or just wasn't paying attention or probably thinking about how good my wife is to me, for whatever reason, I chose the wrong path. And because I chose the wrong path, I never ended up, or I didn't end up at the time where I, when I wanted to be there, I didn't end up in Paxinos like I wanted to be. And this wrong choice not only caused me a three-hour delay, but it cost me extra money for gas, and it caused me stress and anxiety from not getting where I wanted to be. I was lost and nowhere near where I intended to be. All because I chose the wrong path. And when I chose the wrong path, I began moving in the wrong direction. The path that I chose is what caused my delay. The path that I chose is what led to my setback. It wasn't my intentions. My intentions was to get to where I wanted to be. It was my choice. It was the wrong choice that caused me the delay. It's the principle of the path that I taught you last week. And I know you all remember this, but we want to show it to you again. Here's the principle of the path. It says this, that direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines destination. This is why, listen to me, this is why the choices that you and I make are so important. Because every choice that you make puts you on a path. And every path has a destination. In fact, you could say it like this, that the path that you're on determines your destination. This is a truth that you and I need to know in life. This is a principle that all of us need to know. It's a principle that you can either leverage for your advantage or that you can ignore and it can be your downfall. There are principles that exist regardless of whether or not you believe them or not, or whether or not you want to leverage them or not. The principles exist. For example, um, the principle of gravity or the law of gravity. You can ignore that principle and fall to your death, right? Or you can leverage it and stay grounded, stay on the bluff, or you can even leverage it and produce electricity. So it's one principle but two different choices, ignore it or leverage it. And each one of those choices has a different outcome. 
It's like the principle of, of buoyancy. You can, you can ignore the principle of buoyancy and you can sink and drown or you can embrace that principle and get on your back, spread your arms and legs out, tilt your head back and relax your muscles and you can float. Some of y'all are going to practice that this afternoon or tomorrow. I am. It's one principle, but you can either ignore it and it can be your downfall, or you can leverage it, embrace it, and it can work to your advantage. Every choice puts you on a path, and every path has an outcome or has a destination. This is why you and I have to take into consideration every choice that we make. The scripture that I want to use this morning is Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 12. This is the, the New Living Translation. Scripture says this, it says a prudent person, which a prudent person is a wise person. A wise person. So let's just, let's just substitute prudent for wise. A wise person does what? He, he foresees danger and takes the necessary precautions. The simpleton, a simpleton is, is a foolish person. Okay, so we have a wise person who foresees danger and takes precautions. The foolish person goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. The scripture here is telling us that a wise person studies the path carefully to see where it might lead. They're, they're careful. They're, they're, they're wise. They don't just run to a bluff and, and jump off. They're looking to see Man, that, that's a pretty tall bluff. I, I wonder what's in the water below. They're not just going to jump and risk it and take a chance. They're going to get down in the water. They're going to swim pretty deep and feel for logs and stumps and, and rocks. Or really, a wise person's not even going to jump. But, um, but they're, 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 they're for, they, could for, they can foresee the dangers. They're, they realize, I need to use caution here. The Bible says a fool just goes blindly on. They're not worried about taking precautions. They don't, they don't see any danger. They don't see any risk. And what happens to them? They suffer the consequences. A wise person understands that every choice that he makes is not just a choice. It's a path that he's getting on. He's thinking about the choice that he's making. A fool just, just goes blindly on, just makes choices without even giving any thought. Doesn't see where that path is headed. This foolish person winds up in a hard spot and wonders how he got there. After all, he didn't mean to end up there. He didn't mean for things to go wrong. He didn't plan on being there. What in the world happened? And some people will even play the God card and blame God. Why would God allow me to end up here? Why would God allow this to happen? And as you listen to their story, you can't help but to think... Did you not see this coming? Have you, now, I know we've probably all been there, but have you ever listened to someone tell a story of, of, of where they are and you're thinking to yourself, now hopefully you don't say this out loud, but you're thinking to yourself, did, did you not see this is where you were headed? I mean, these are the choices that you've been making. Did you not, did you not see? Here's why you're here. Because of these choices that you were making. But most people don't see this. The, the Bible says the foolish person goes blind. They just walk blindly and suffer the consequence. They don't know how they got there. It just happened. 
But the truth is this, that they really didn't see it coming. They're foolish when it comes to making choices. People who are going down the wrong path typically do not realize it's the wrong path until it's too late. When I made the wrong turn in Pennsylvania, I didn't realize I, I made the wrong turn. I mean, no one gets lost intentionally. Right? I mean, it happens accidentally. You don't mean to. It, it happens. I mean, it, you didn't, I didn't intentionally say, okay, well, there's where I need to go, but I'm going to go this road and hopefully I can still get there. People who are going down the wrong path typically don't realize it's the wrong path until it's too late. And even then, many of them still can't see what led them there. Sir Winston Churchill made this quote famous. He said, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to do what? Are doomed to repeat it. In other words, if you don't sit down and take a closer look, listen, if you don't sit down and take a closer look as to why you're always out of money, you're never going to have any money. You're always going to be broke. You're always going to be asking other people for money. If you don't sit down and take a closer look as to why you keep relapsing, you're always going to be on the path to where you keep relapsing. If you don't get to the root of why every relationship that you're in is a bust, it's always a failure, you keep dating worthless people. If you don't get to the root in that, you're never going to have a stable relationship. Those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. You've got to recognize, okay, why do I keep ending up here? Why do I keep ending up in a bad relationship? Why do I keep ending up not having enough money? Why do I keep ending up back in recovery? Why do I keep ending up in these wrong conversations? You can't just dismiss it and pretend like it's always someone else's fault. There's a principle. It's a principle of the path. Every path has a destination. And you've got to realize and recognize, okay, if I'm ending up here, obviously there's a path that brought me there, so where, where did I miss it, and how can I get on a different path? For whatever reason, people don't seem to connect the dots between the choices they make and the outcomes they experience. One of my go-to scriptures that I use a lot is, is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 19. I'm going to read it to you in the New International Reader's Version a translation that says this, The way of those who do what is wrong is like deep darkness. Look at this next phrase. They don't know what makes them trip and fall. Now you could, you could substitute, you know, a lot of times when we think what is wrong, we think of sin, and I'm, I'm sure this implies this, but just, but just keeps falling, just keeps ending up in one broken relationship after another, keeps relapsing, keeps running out of money, never has enough money. Why do they do this? Because they don't know what's causing them to stumble. It's like walking around in a dark room and there are things all over the floor, but you can't see them because it's, it's dark. And you stumble and you fall. You're like, I don't know why I fell. Well, you fell because there's something in the floor, but you didn't see it because it's, it's dark. And the way that you keep from falling in darkness is you, is you find a light switch and you turn on the light and then the light exposes all the things that you've been tripping over. 
Oh, well, there's a suitcase laying in the floor. I say that because there's one in my son's room. I was just in there this morning. I'm not sure whose it is, but I don't know what his intentions are. But there's a suitcase in his floor. Oh, well, there's why I fell. There's somebody left their shoe out. Somebody left their, their train set out. Somebody left this out. You see the things in the floor. And when the lights are on, you see those things. And instead of tripping over them, what do you do? You walk around them. You're not going to pick them up. It's not yours, but you walk around. You avoid them. Why? Because light, everybody say light. Light exposes the things that make you stumble. And so this is important for us to understand because the Bible here is saying that the reason people keep stumbling is because they're walking in darkness. They don't know why they keep tripping. And so the Word of God exposes the truth to us. It brings light into our situations and it shows us, if we'll just pursue it, it will show you why you keep ending up in the place that you don't want to end up. Why you keep ending up in this broken relationship. Why you keep ending up in a, in a strenuous conversation or a difficult conversation, an uneasy conversation with your spouse. So my goal today and really every Sunday as your pastor is to, is to expose truth to you that will help you find freedom. That's my, that's my job as, as a pastor. My job, whether you like this or not, is not to get up here and try to entertain you for 35 or 40 minutes. My, my job is to not you know, make you walk away and say, man, that was good. My, my job is to expose truth that's going to help you find freedom. To expose truth. The Bible says when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So this morning, I want to I share with you five truths that I believe will not only help you find freedom, but will help you maintain freedom. To be free and not get tangled back up in a yoke of bondage. To be free financially. To be free relationally. To be free spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You name it. So five truths. And I'm going to move through these really quickly because we want to get to the baptisms here in just a moment. But if you take notes, write these down. Five truths that will help you find freedom and maintain freedom. And here's the first one. Every choice puts you on a path. You have to know this. Every choice puts you on a path. It's more than just a choice. It's putting you on a path. Now, occasionally, you know, on the weekends, especially Saturdays, I like to sleep in. But if you're not careful, if you choose to sleep in, it's really more than just a choice. It's a, it's a path to laziness. You've got to be careful. I mean, realize that. It's, a, it's, a cho it's, it's more than just a choice. It's, it's a path. You, know, you can choose to call in sick for work one day, and really, you're, you're, not, you're not sick. You just didn't want to go to work, and that's, that's not just a choice. That's a path to habitual lying or, or just you know, constantly trying to get yourself out of situation. It's a path. It's more than just a choice. So you have to know, this is, a, this is a truth that you have to know. Every choice is putting you on a path. You can, you can take this uh, and apply it to every area of life. Every choice. The things that you eat are more than just a choice. It's a path. You've got to be careful. It's a path that you're getting on. Y'all's looking at me like, okay, that's enough of that one, Scott. Let's just, let's just stop. Every choice puts you on a path. Number two, I've already said this, but every path has a destination. Every path leads somewhere. Despite the popular song in the 1980s by the Talking Heads, 
There is no such thing as a road to nowhere. Every path has a destination. It takes you somewhere. And if you get on it, if you get on it, you're going to end up where that path leads every single time. I've told you this, and, and, and I don't want to you know, just go on and on about this, but, but, but if you get on Interstate 40 and you go east, if you're on Interstate 40, which is a path, you're going to end up in Pottsville every single time. That's where that path leads. It takes you through that, right? Are y'all you, are following me? Every path, say that, every path. Every path has a destination. It leads where it leads regardless of who you are, which brings me to the next truth. Number three, the path is no respecter of persons. Everyone who gets on that path receives the same treatment. It's a path. I gave you this illustration last week. If you get, if you get on I-40, I'll just, I'll just use Pottsville again. If you get on I-40 and go east, it doesn't matter what type of car that you drive. It doesn't matter if you paid $85,000 for that car or if you got a clunker and only paid $2,000 for it. If you get on I-40 and go east, both the expensive car and the not-so-expensive car are going to end up in Pottsville. Why? Because the path is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter if your parents were the wealthiest people in Polk County. It doesn't matter if you graduated and you were the valedictorian or the salutatorian of your class. If you get on that path, you're going to end up where that path leads every time because the path is no respecter of persons. It leads where it leads regardless of who's on it. This is so, it's so important. So important. Because I know so many times we, we get on paths and we think that we're invincible. Or we think that, well, it won't happen to me. I'm, I'm smarter than that. If you're on that path, you're going to end up at that destination every time because that's where that path leads. It's no respecter of persons. Number four, switching gears a little bit. Forgiveness does not negate consequences. Everybody say, ouch. <laughs> Forgiveness does not neg negate consequences. Forgiveness and consequences are two different things. My son, I'm going to pick on him, my son, he could choose to, um, when, when my wife and I go to bed, he could choose to sneak out of the house and take my truck and go wherever he wanted to go. He could choose that. Now, if he gets out and totals my truck, wrecks it, um, I, can, I can forgive him, but that would not negate the consequences. That would not negate the fact that He's in trouble for the rest of his life. That he's got to buy me a new truck. That he's got to, you know, help out with insurance now. That would not negate the consequence. Are you following me? For, forgiveness does not negate the consequences. When we choose to go down the wrong path and we end up where that path leads, yes, God, could, God will forgive us. And, and maybe whatever path you're on, maybe it's something that brought destruction to your marriage. Even that spouse can forgive you. But forgiveness does not negate consequences. There was some damage that was done by going down that path. And those consequences have to be dealt with. If you choose the path, you have to deal with the consequences. And then number five, 
This one's a good one. There is no quick fix for being lost. There is no quick fix for being lost. You ever notice how people who end up where they don't want to be, they always look for a quick fix? I mean, if you drive, if you drive 15 miles in the wrong direction, there is no pixie dust that can just put you right back where you wanted to be. I, I'm going to even say this. If you drive 15 miles in the wrong direction, there's no prayer that you can pray that's going to make up for that time. The way that you get where you want to be is the same way you got where you didn't want to be, and that is by putting one foot in front of the other and moving in that direction. If you're lost, there, there are two things that you need to get you back on track, and that is time and direction. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. When you're lost, there's, there's no quick formula. There's, there's, no, there's no quick fix. Yes, there can be forgiveness, but there's no quick fix. Man, don't you wish there was? I mean, and once again, I, I told you, this, can be applied, this principle can be applied to every area of life. Don't you wish that, that if you spent money and, and you found yourself bankrupt or without money, don't you wish that you could just pray a prayer and like $10,000 would just fall in your lap? Or all of your bad choices that put you in debt would just be erased? What, don't, don't you wish that were possible? Or if you, you, know, you put on some pounds over, over the six months, and over six months to a year and just put on some pounds, don't you just wish that you could just you know, start a diet today and, and tomorrow all of that poundage that you put on for the last year is just gone? You guys are quiet this morning, but you know you would like for that to happen, right? But there's no quick fix for being lost. You get to the place that you want to be the same way you get to the place that you don't want to be, and that is by moving in that direction. Remember, it's direction, not intention, that determines destination. Think about it like this, and I think this next point is going to help a lot of people. You don't have problems that need to be fixed. You have directions that need to be changed. People don't have problems that need to be fixed. They have directions that need to be changed. Cars, appliances, computers, they all have problems that need to be fixed. People have directions that need to be changed. Kind of ties in with repentance, doesn't it? Repentance is a, is a, is a, is a change of behavior. It's, it's not just praying a prayer. It's, it's, a, it's a change. It's a new way of thinking. It's doing things differently. You can't keep doing things the same way and expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity. There has to be a change of direction. It's not, it's not a problem. You need to shift directions and, and move in that direction. Why, Why is that important? Because every, every path, if you change paths, if you stop going this way and you start going this way, that path has a destination. Every path has a destination. And that's going to take you where you want to be. So wherever it is in life that you want to be, whoever it is in, uh, in life that you want to become, the, the person that God has called you to be, whatever that is, whoever that is, there is a path that will take you there. It's direction, not intention, that determines destination. But you have to find that path, and you have to get on that path. You've got to commit to disciplines. We'll talk more about this next week. You've got to commit to disciplines. Uh, things aren't easy. There's no quick fix. If it was easy, everybody would have a, a great life. Everybody would have a great marriage. Everybody would, would, would have a great figure. Everybody would have uh, financial security and financial peace if it were easy. But it's not easy. It requires discipline. 
Some of the best places that I've ever gone were difficult to get there. They were nowhere near Arkansas. Speaking of Disney World, it's nowhere near Arkansas. It, was, it took a while to get there and it took some money to get there. Some of the best views that you'll ever see are on top of mountains, but it's not an easy climb to get there. Sometimes it can be strenuous and difficult. My point is this. There is a path that leads to where you want to be, but it may not be easy to get there. But the Bible says this in closing, that if you commit your actions to the Lord, your plans will succeed. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. Everything is all about Him. It all centers around Him. And so this morning, I want to leave you with this in closing. If you bow your head and close your eyes, and for those that need to change and prepare for the baptism service, you can go ahead and go out and, and get ready to do that this morning. In closing this morning, I, I want to ask you a question. Matter of fact, when I ask you this, I want you to ask yourself this question. That question is this. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to me through this message? Because He's speaking to all of us today. Whether you're a seasoned Christian or you've yet to give your life to Christ, I believe that the Holy Spirit, through me this morning, is speaking to all of us. Through His Word this morning, He's speaking to all of us about the choices that we're making, about the paths that we're headed down. What choices am I making today that are affecting my financial security? Think about it. This, now, this is not a message per se on finances, but, but you've got to ask yourself this question. What choices am I making today that are affecting my financial security? What choices am I making today that are keeping me from a healthy marriage? What choices am I making today that are limiting my potential? Is it the friends I'm hanging around? Is it the things I'm watching? Is it the things I'm listening to? Places I'm going? But most importantly, are the choices that I'm making today, are they drawing me closer to Christ? Because that's the question that all of us need to ask ourselves. Are the, are the choices that I'm making today, are they drawing me closer to Christ? Every day, all of us should be drawing closer to Christ. Every day. And God has prepared a way for us. He's laid out His path for us. The way is through Christ Jesus, but He also wants to direct our paths so that we would become the people that He wants us to become, so that we can minister to other people, so we can help other people, so we can bless other people. And those paths He can direct if, if we do what we did last week, if we learn to trust Him with all of our heart and don't lean on our own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all of our ways and He will direct our paths. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you so much for the privilege that I've had to teach your word today. I thank you, Lord, for making clear, Lord, the path that we should follow. Lord, I'm thankful for what Jesus has done for all of us by coming to this earth and, and dying on the cross, paying the penalty for our sins so that all of us could come to you today, Lord. God, I know that, that we're all human beings. We all have made bad decisions. God, even some people today are, are still making unwise decisions. And I pray that this morning, through, through the timeliness of your word, that you would speak to us about the choices that we're making. 
God, I know that your plan for us is for all of us, Lord, who are involved in a marriage, for that marriage to be healthy, for that marriage to be prosperous, for that marriage to be beautiful. And God, I'm convinced this morning that there are some people even in this room, God, who are not experiencing the joys of, of marriage. They're struggling. God, I pray that even this morning, God, that you would show them it's, it's the choices that, that they're making. That marriage requires being unselfish. Marriage requires us to put others first. So God, I pray that you would speak into that situation. God, those who are struggling financially, God, I pray that you would show them, God, that, that true financial freedom begins by being generous. The choices that they're making. God, but most importantly, Lord, for those who are drifting away from you, God, I would pray that you would show them it's the choices that they're making that's getting them on a path that leads to separation, God, from your presence. God, today, illuminate the path that we should go. Reveal to us the things that we're stumbling over and speak to us so that we can follow you with our whole hearts. I thank you, God. I pray that people would make decisions today to draw closer to you. Let people make decisions today, Lord, to commit their life to you. And we thank you for all that you're doing. And we give you praise today in Jesus' name. Amen.